0: Welcome to Be Alive, a podcast produced by the Diocese of St. Augustine.
1: Join us as we listen to the voices of young people share about faith, prayer, community, and the journey to sainthood.
0: Be engaged.
1: Be inspired.
0: Be empowered.
1: Be alive. Hi, Father Bob. How are you?
0: I'm great, Liz. How are you doing there?
1: Good, good. I'm really excited to be back. And recording the podcast. I'm really excited about what we have lined up for the season.
0: Yes, yes. It's been a little while. We're looking, yeah. We're, I'm looking forward to it too.
1: Yeah, it should be really great. I'm very excited about our first guest that we have on the podcast because she's actually from my parish and my youth group family. Um, so we want to welcome Sarah Ward to the podcast.
2: Hello, everyone. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, Liz and Father Bob, for having me on today. Of course. Um, I'm Sarah Ward. Um, I attend San Juan del Rio for a church and youth group and I went to San Juan for a grade school and this past weekend I graduated from Bishop Kenny High School and okay. will be continuing my education at the University of Georgia next year to pursue a degree in environmental engineering.
0: Yay! Wow, congratulations.
1: Thank you. It's
0: exciting times. Does
1: so it feel Very totally different? different. <laughs> no, not yet. No, not, not at all. <laughs> Not much it, has it, changed.
0: It, it it'll hit it'll it'll hit in the fall. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh my goodness. So we wanted to bring you on today to kind of get to talk a little bit about the idea of why we witness as Catholics, why we share of our faith. So if you could, can you kind of introduce our listeners to like what we mean when we speak about sharing our witness with someone?
2: Yeah. So when I think about sharing a witness, it's kind of being vulnerable in kind of any situation when talking about faith or what God has done in my life or someone else's life and just kind of opening a conversation with someone to um like show the glory of God you know the purpose of a witness is to help others see God through you and through your words and Mm -hmm. you know what he's done in your life
0: oh very good
1: yeah yeah we heard someone once say, and we use it at our youth group sometimes, but we say that a witness is telling your story with Jesus as the hero.
2: Yeah. No, I was, yeah, it's a good way to put it. I remember saying yeah. that at youth group.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well now,
0: now that you've said that publicly, I can't, I can't borrow it, I guess.
1: It depends. How many of your parishioners are listening to the podcast?
0: I, 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 I think enough. Enough that I probably wouldn't get away with it.
1: Oh no. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah. So so Sarah, um, can you talk to us about maybe some opportunities that you've had both formally and informally um to share your witness?
2: Yeah, I think the first time I was kind of introduced to sharing a witness is seeing my sister, my older sister, giving or preparing witnesses for youth group or um the raw retreat. Mm-hmm. And um so then when it was like my turn to go on different conferences and um, raw, especially, I got the opportunity to give my witness. And then since then, I've done one at our youth group and one on the Kairos retreat that Bishop Kenny puts on. Mm-hmm. And I think just in everyday life, sometimes I, you know, end up giving parts of my witness with friends or family or something, just kind of like when it comes up in conversation.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, so what sort of impact have you seen when you've shared those witnesses?
2: Well, I think, you know, as I'm someone who's very extroverted and Mm kind of, you know, likes to always have fun. And I think giving my witness has allowed people to kind of see me as a human being with emotions and like, you know, but also see me as a a godly woman, I would hope. Mm -hmm. And I think it also just forms those human connections that we don't always make from surface level conversations, mm-hmm. but that we can make mm-hmm. through, yes. you know, diving just a little bit deeper. And, you know, I always don't share what I'm not comfortable with sharing. Yeah. So I think it's a good thing when people can see me through what I do share and like, but also see God. Cause that, you know, that's the most important thing is that we are glorifying God and not glorifying ourselves.
0: Oh, yeah. very true. Yeah. Very
1: true. I think that sometimes too, when we share our witness, it can it can have a different impact on us where it can make us more aware of the good things that God has done in our life. I know I've had a lot of conversations with people through the years that and and I definitely started out saying it being like, I don't really know that God's done anything big enough in my life to be a witness to share Mm -hmm. with other people. And now, as a youth minister and someone involved in the church, I kind of laugh at myself because um, like the biggest witness we have is just that I'm a broken human and God still died for me to save me. And that's the best witness I can ever have. That's the best story I can ever have. And so sometimes it just opens our eyes to little times along the way where God did have that saving hand in our life and did help us in some way. And maybe it's a way that we wouldn't have seen until someone asked us to share our witness about what God's done in our lives, you know?
0: Very good. Very good. Yeah. I've always found it it interesting to try to understand who we're talking to and, and try to pick up. I was curious, Sarah, what you might think about, you know, when you pick up the clues on when's the, when, when do you think it's the time to share? When do you think it's more the time to just build the relationship with the person you know how, how have you decided in your life when's the time to actually share your witness in an informal setting obviously formally you know you're given an assignment you're going to give a talk yeah, you know no. you're going to be on <laughs> at such and such a time right so yeah. you know but informally just in your encounters with people how do you how do you decide
2: um i think for me it's pretty instinctual like um i have some friends of different faith backgrounds and you know, not even knowing them for that long, but I felt comfortable in the fact that we met through kind of being like Christians. Mm -hmm. And so it made it easier to open myself up and tell them, you know, about my stories because I knew they'd have something similar or maybe something completely different, but still kind of centered around faith. And Mm -hmm. I've never really encountered you know giving a witness to someone who isn't a person of faith just because you know i've gone to catholic school my whole life my circle is very catholic and or christian (laughs) like that's that's about it which i'm grateful for but it is like i haven't been presented the opportunity to kind of like defend my faith to Mm -hmm. someone besides defending a catholic faith right Mm -hmm. um so but i do think it is just kind of like you kind of know when you feel comfortable. Mm. And if I think someone's gonna, you know, kind of like tear me apart or something or not, be like open to what I'm gonna say, then, okay. you know, that's when I kind of hold back a little bit. Yeah, But sure. at least for a lot of people, um, especially at like school, mm. I know that it's, it's okay. They might judge me and that's yeah. okay as long yes. as God thinks that what I'm doing is beautiful, then it's all that matters.
1: Yeah. That's great. No, I love that question, father, because I think that is a large part of it is realizing what amount of my witness, what piece of my witness, what part of God is this person open to in this moment? You know? Mm -hmm. Um, Cause just like Sarah said, if somebody wants to enter a debate, that's going to line up more with apologetics yeah. versus your witness yeah, and, time. And, so, and,
0: and they're not necessarily open to any conversion right. at that point.
1: Exactly, exactly. So that's that's definitely an interesting thing. I'm curious to hear, Father Bob, from you. I mean, you you can walk around in clerics, and people kind of know what they might get from you a little bit. But yes. have you um, have you had any opportunity where you had to kind of discern what amount of witness? someone was open to hearing from you even as a priest.
0: Sure, sure. And and I think actually interestingly, one of the most um, you know, I guess the obvious example to me is is yeah. on hospital visits. Yeah. You know, if you go into a, a hospital room and, you know, somebody's dealing with, you know, whatever it is they're dealing with, um, you know, because usually in the hospitals it's either a, they're still in the process of running tests and the person mm-hmm. doesn't even know what they're dealing with yet, mm-hmm. or they've got the news and they're getting ready for the treatment plan. And then they know what the health issue is, but, you know, everybody's in a different place in their faith. And so, you know, I, I there was, there's always just been sort of standard questions that I would ask, you know, first try to con- just try to understand how they're doing, how they're feeling, you know, yeah. and in a hospital environment, somebody's in a lot of pain It's not, you know, not going to have the patience to, to, for a long conversation. Right. So you just try to see where they're at, what, where they, where they're at at that point in time. And then, you know, I'd usually ask a question like, okay, so, you know, how's your faith been through all this?
1: Mm.
0: And then that, then they would actually kind of tell me what they were open to at that point.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. It makes me think too, about the fact that our way of witnessing is not always just through words, through sharing our story. It's definitely a big part of it and a part that I wish we talked about more sometimes, but I think there's definitely also witnessing through different actions and and kind of just your way of living your Christian life. There's that quote that people attribute to different saints, depending on who you talk about it, but the stuff about sharing the gospel, using words when necessary. Um, Sarah, do you have any ideas of how you can kind of witness through maybe some nonverbal ways, like just um, maybe through living your life for different things, yeah.
2: Yeah, I think um, I've had some friends who maybe have like fallen a little bit away from faith mm-hmm. and, you know, since they did have it, I don't want to like just throw words at them. Right. So I think I just continue, try to continue to be, you know, the best Christian I can be in action mm-hmm. and just showing like the virtues, you know, being more patient, you know, saying no when I'm presented with something that I shouldn't be doing, Right. you know, just kind of still remaining who I am and like what God has called me to do yeah. in hopes that maybe people will kind of pick up like, oh, Sarah's not, you know, drinking or something. Like that's a witness to my faith of like I chose not to do that
1: mm-hmm. or something. If yeah. that makes sense. No, for yeah. sure. I think- yeah. I think living differently can definitely be a witness to the fact that God's done something in your life to make you live differently. <laughs>
2: yeah. And not, not being afraid to stand out for those things and being like, you know, so what if I stand out? That is my like witness to faith without talking.
1: <laughs> right. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, so, so Sarah, in your age group and maybe even, a, even younger, um, you know, what's been your experience? My, I've seen where, um, people are afraid to stand up or stand out mm-hmm. because they're they're afraid that they'll be ridiculed or rejected. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes what ends up happening is that they ha- that other people have a great respect for them because of that instead. Mm-hmm. And, and is that, has that been your experience or?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I think maybe like kind of the early 2000s had this kind of like conforming society Mm. that like everybody was just trying to be like everyone. Social media was just kind of becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think in the 2010s and now twenties, we've become more aware of that Mm -hmm. and saying like, Oh no, everyone is different and that's something to be celebrated. Mm. And so I think, you know, in the past, you know, my high school career, it is something where like the people who do stand out are celebrated because you can kind of like see what to celebrate,
1: yeah. you know,
2: you know, for all being the same person, you know, what are we celebrating? Yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are we celebrating for? Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So do you think, um, why as like, we're kind of returning to this post quarantine, our churches are fully opening up and we're seeing more people come back. Um, why do you feel like witnessing might even be more needed now?
2: Well, I think, you know, starting in March, we were slowly deprived more and more of Mm -hmm. the human connection Mm -hmm. and witnesses do form human connection, but also our connection and relationship with God. Mm. And so I think um, like humans have the natural inclination to think that they're the only ones going through something. Mm. And even though it's kind of like everyone's aware that we're all going through quarantine and you know defeating this pandemic that people should be more aware that you know we all have similar experiences through it Mm -hmm. and they might not all look the same Mm -hmm. but we were all set back on something Mm -hmm. you know you know as someone who does love people I couldn't see like my friends all the time I couldn't Mm -hmm. visit family and you know but I had to realize that no one else can do that You know, it wasn't, I wasn't the only person not being able to travel, like no one could travel unless it was like essential for work. And so I think it's just kind of like when we give witnesses of kind of our quarantine experience, you know, people will start to understand that we were all kind of in this together. It's not just words that people say, but like when we really dive deep in saying that like maybe God had a plan through this, Mm -hmm. You know, I think he showed me that I like the importance of the people in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, how much I relied on them for things. And so I think that it's just important to remember that sharing our witness Mm -hmm. is like showing how God has worked through our lives Mm -hmm. and that God was never gone during quarantine.
1: Yeah.
2: And as we open back up, he's still there. But that it's, you know, we need to make those human connections again.
0: Uh, Very good. good. I
1: love that. I love that side of that, remembering that the church is a body. And so maybe we need to be reminding each other of the human connection within that body to make everybody feel reconnected, if you will, to, to the bigger of the whole and obviously to God himself, too. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome.
0: All right. So are we ready for a challenge?
1: Yes, I think we are.
0: Sarah, how would you like to challenge our listeners?
2: Um, I would just like to challenge all the youth listening that to kind of come up with a way in which you can share your witness. You know, it could even be talking to God because he knows what happened, but you've never, you know, told him. So there's like an easy way or to, you know, approach your youth minister if you have one. So maybe split up into small groups you know, to form a more comfortable space Mm -hmm. or to ask if you can give a witness at youth group one night. Mm -hmm. Um, I challenge you to incorporate um, faith into conversations with friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought my friends would never look at me the same way after I kind of opened up about Mm -hmm. my faith journey, but, you know, did bring us closer together. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if it does kind of bring you apart, it means that they were they weren't probably your best friends, you know, (laughs) like God will bring some people in that'll like accept you for who you are Mm. and that'll accept your witness. And um, I think the most important thing to remember when opening up is wait till you're comfortable. If you're not comfortable, you don't have to share. No one's forcing you to. (laughs) So uh, whatever you're comfortable with, um, it doesn't have to be a long thought out out personal narrative. Mm -hmm. It can just be a conversation with someone
0: oh very good
1: father rob do you want to close us in prayer
0: <laughs> yes i will in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit mm-hmm. amen lord jesus you called us to make disciples of all nations help us by the gift of the holy spirit to bring the good news to all that they might know you through the gospels but also through our personal witness in what we say and in what we do and that they might come to love you evermore. And we ask this in your name. Amen. 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 In
1: the
0: name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
1: Well, thank you, Sarah, for joining us. Thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you, Sarah. enjoyed it.
1: <laughs> and thanks to our listeners for being back. We will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Be Alive.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review wherever you are listening to help others find us or share the episode with a friend.
1: Be sure to follow the Diocese of St. Augustine on all social media platforms to hear about the wonderful things happening in our community.